Broads, you know those days when you wake up dreaming about dinner? Um, yeah, me too. But even I know my limits in the kitchen when I'm craving sushi or the perfect pasta dish or freshly grilled burgers. Sometimes it's best to call in the professionals, and that's when I reach for my DoorDash app. Who doesn't love DoorDash? With DoorDash, you get exactly what you want to eat delivered right to your door. They've got over 30,000 partners, so you can support your favorite local spots or you can grab something from one of your favorite national chains. And now you can even get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered to you in under an hour thanks to DoorDash. And for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code CHATTY. So that's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code CHATTY. So don't forget, that's code CHATTY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change Terms apply. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hello, Broads. We're back. We're back. Hi, we're back. This is, (laughs) listen, this is like we told you in last episode. You are on a journey this week with yeah. the relationship origin stories, these old episodes of ours that we yep. have rem- since removed that we are now dropping again. Wow. Um, yeah, this the treasure. Honestly, it's the treasure wow. trove of Chatty Broads. And this episode is going to be a very old episode um, where Becca interviews Evan and myself on like the beginning of our relationship. So weird. I remember remember learning so much about your guys' relationship doing this little interview, which was really fun. Like, yeah, to it. It's like it's definitely not. It's it's not so much about like us after you know marriage and children. It's definitely like the origin story of like us meeting and dating and and all that drama. Too. I think this is like really kind of fun to listen to, especially like if you're in. I guess to get early dating. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just fun in general to listen to. Cause I remember you talking about like what it took. There's utter chaos going on in the other rooms. <laughs> you hear people just like banging around and screaming at the top of their lungs. My children are fine and being taken care of. Um, <laughs> but no, like it's so, it was so interesting. I remember you talking about like what it took for the, like your relationship to change. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's just, you it, put it's- your foot down being a badass woman. You know, I tried. <laughs> come back begging for you. It was, it, it's, yeah, it's so weird to think about now and how, like, how much has just dramatically changed in our relationship, even since recording this. Like, just the dynamic of this was before um, a big job shift for, for Evan, where there was quiet for a while. This was before the pandemic, where there wasn't any music going on. So he was then you know, um, at home a lot. He was like very, he was busy and gone a lot during this time. We were in kind of a transition, transitionary period when we recorded this. So it's just so it's, yeah, I feel like I've changed so much since the three years ago when we recorded this episode that it's just, it's like back when I was Sally housewife baking him cookies every fresh, you know, what, what can I say? Listen, I've never cooked. (laughs) I've never cooked. And that's one thing that is not ever been part of our (laughs) relationship. Little notes and a little (laughs) kiss at 7 30 AM every morning. 
definitely not i remember when we first got married it was it was like i tried like the first week where i'm like i'm gonna like try this crock pot situation and it was like one or two attempts cut to me ordering nachos like third day and i was like welcome to our life my dear oh my god broads so jess and i have been like chatting on the side by the way talking about how like we should start doing different challenges because you know like i it'll just be you know we've done different challenges the past like this many days of no drinking like whatever all kinds of different things um but Jess was like we should start doing this like both of us you know both couples we can do you know do challenges and kind of share with the broads about stuff we're doing all that yeah I told her we're doing um I have to I have to confirm with Gray but we have talked about doing January 2022 no eating out, no Uber Eats or anything. And I was like, Jess, you guys want to, I forgot to ask Evan. I told, I was like, Je- I told Jess, I'm going to like record Evan, see what he says. No, I will. We have to have him on the podcast and have him like, if I look at him and say, so Evan, um, I'm not going to be ordering in for a month. He will pass out. Yeah, that that's a challenge Becca told me about. I'm like, I am so happy for you. I think that's an amazing idea. I will continue it. I will be continuing to uh, abide by my Lord and Savior DoorDash. Thanks. DoorDash. <laughs> Love you, DoorDash. Um, for the podcast, though, you guys should do you guys should do one week and have Evan report on Chatty Bros and you can report on Chatty Broads and, re- and, re- and compare notes. Girl, it's going to literally be like it's going to be like diaries where it's like day three. We're starving we haven't eaten <laughs> for 72 hours like mother 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 please, please. Just, mother, mother, all i've eaten is broth for the past 72 hours i need some sustenance and i'm just like i can't order in so there's nothing nothing but i'm gonna make this i'm gonna make we, we gotta we, okay and then what will be fun is you guys can decide a challenge that gray and i are going to suffer in um yes and you guys can like punish us back but like for a week and then we should make some sort of rules where it's like um ever like you have to cook every other night evan has to cook every other night and then you guys will report back on like what was cooked and all of that kind of stuff it's gonna be the same thing for mine every night <laughs> so we might have baby we love a good quesadilla. Scrambled eggs. <laughs> we love some mac and cheese from Kraft and a quesadilla. Oh, quickly, I wanted to say to all of our single broads out there, hi, how are you doing? Uh, as we're about to dive into a relationship episode, if you're feeling like you're ready and wanting to look for a relationship yourself, I suggest you try the Match dating app. Oh, and fun fact, Match's annual survey actually found that for the first time in more than a decade, emotional maturity ranks higher than physical attraction on singles priority lists. So the best collection of singles are all waiting for you on the Match dating app. You know, maybe you'll find someone who will start the day before 11 a.m. and maybe they want to start a book club with with you, your, your dream person. Love a book club or maybe someone who doesn't want to watch football and would rather binge watch reality TV with you. Mm. Uh, with the Match dating app, you can swipe through your potential matches and who knows, it just might be the start of your love story. Truly, you never know what could happen on the Match dating app. Are you ready for something more? If you know what you want and you're not afraid to say it, download Match. And now messaging your top matches is totally free. Just download the Match dating app. I could also do a mean PB&J. Speaking of which, New Year's resolutions, tell me yours. Okay. There's... The list is just kind of never ending because I've I've just been really motivated to start afresh. Like this is like 2022 for me. I'm feeling like new beginnings, like like regeneration a little bit. I'm feeling it in my spirit. 
And I am like, I want to turn a whole new leaf in my life. I'm like, Jessica has always been, I'm like, I like clothes. I like eating out. I like being a certain way. And I'm like, I want to start becoming, I want to explore maybe different areas of myself that I used to write off as that's not who I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I would like camping. And 10 years ago, I hated it, but I'm a different person than I am. So I want to try camping. I want to try being outdoors more. I want to try outdoor activities more. I miss um, education. I really am very much like this is the year where like I'm going to be taking I want to take classes again. I want to learn a new language. I want to reinvigorate like I want the spice of life this year. That is life, you know, right? It's like I'm I'm, I'm craving. I, I walked by a bookstore the other day and I saw a man who probably he had to have been in his 80s or 90s. Like he was an older gentleman and he was sitting in the window of a Barnes and Noble sipping on a coffee and he had his headphones in and he had a book open learning Italian. And I'm like, this is a 90 year old man who maybe he's never going to travel again. And yet he's spending his days learning something new. And I'm like, that is, that is what I want for my life this year. Good for you. And I want that like continued for more than the year, but I'm like, I just, I've found myself and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, I found myself kind of caught in this hamster wheel of this is what I do every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you wake up, you're with your kiddo, you're working, and then you watch this at night, you eat this at night, you go to bed, you wake up the next day, and it's just kind of that. And I'm like, even if we're still going to be inside for a while, like I can still, I can learn a lot of new things. I can go outdoors and adventure mm-hmm. in new ways that I didn't before, and I'm done. I'm done with the hamster wheel. It's time to explore, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I do explore. That's so that's so real though. Like I think it's so important to break down those narratives you have of yourself. And sometimes they're rooted in like shit that people put on you when you were really young. You know, like for so long, I was like, I won't you like I won't dance. Like, uh." and honestly, it's because my family would make fun of me all the time when I was like three years old and four years old, being like, Becca has no rhythm, can't dance, you know, whatever. And so that's now it's implanted in your brain. Yeah. And then yeah. And then I was like, oh, fuck it. It's fun to dance. And I don't have to be self-conscious. And it's like, I'm not, who cares? But I don't know. That's like a really powerful thing to break down those narratives that you've created just, yourself or someone else has. Yeah. I feel like it'll be a good thing for my life. And I also feel like it'll be transformative and maybe help in certain areas that there's been trauma because I've, I've taught myself that I am this way or I've allowed other people to teach myself that I am a certain way. And I'm like, that's not necessarily who I am. I'm going to figure out who I am. That'll color all your experiences too, right? It's like if you go, like if you've never tried, I mean, you can color all your experiences in a negative way. Like if you've never tried, I don't know, raw fish and you're like, ew, I'm going to hate that. Then it's going to like color your experience and being like, oh, who knows? Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. Right. Right. So taking risks, new beginnings, regeneration, getting off the hamster wheel. That is, I'm feeling it deep inside of me. So, so what about you? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have any, I don't think I have any big resolutions. Um, hmm, no, I actually don't have any. I feel like you start, you're starting this year. I mean, you're starting this year off of Instagram though, which I feel yeah. like is, oh, I mean, yeah. and I know maybe I'm going to sound ridiculous saying this, but 
you know, a lot of people take off Instagram and like I'm going off for a month and it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. But this is this is your job. Like this oh, is yeah. income for a month. So it's not only, you know, stopping just right, like right, you know, the right. constant on the phone. That's like right. your your business. So, I mean, how's right. that been going? It's been like a week. I like, I already forgot Instagram exists pretty much. It's like, I actually feel this way because every Sunday I delete the app off my phone, which by the way, it generally doesn't delete. Like you don't have to log back into your account. So just so you guys know, it's not a big yeah. ask. If you want. I, I do it sometimes even in an afternoon when I'm trying to get work done, I'll just like delete the app because it's getting in my way and then I'll just re-download it. But um, even when I do that on Sundays, it's like at the end of the day, I sort of like forget it even exists. And I'm like, oh man, I have to like download it again tomorrow. So to be honest, I just... I, I, the only time I really think about it is if I'm like sitting, not doing anything. Yeah. But then pretty quickly, I'm like, oh, I have a bunch of other things I could do on my phone that are, I don't know. So I, I haven't really missed it per se. Um, but one thing I am excited about and I'm hoping will kick this year off right is just like being more organized because I am such a procrastinator and I tend to like do literally everything last minute. So I'm hoping that I can start off the year kind of getting ahead of different um, work stuff and kind of creating a plan so that I'm hopefully like always a couple weeks ahead of Mm. what's going on. Um, So that's going to be big. And I'm still, uh, I can't talk a lot about certain stuff, but I'm still um, working on like the good Alma stuff, doing a lot of work on that. Um, Some other little projects on the side. We're going to be doing the podcast, obviously, through January after our little Christmas break. So, um, yeah, but I don't know. I I'm excited. I'm excited to see in like three weeks, like how you feel in the sense of like freedom from anxiety or like if you feel like I'm missing news or anything like that. Like, I'm just curious to see. I do like creating on Instagram. Like I do yeah. like... If I'm, if I have a good balance, I do like, like creating content and, and talking about things. And so I kind of miss that, but, um, but you know, I said this on Instagram and I'll say it again, but it's, it's funny. Cause like, I decided to take this break way earlier in the year when I was feeling really like imbalanced and kind of just like, Wah! and, uh, when it was time for the break, I was kind of like, Okay. Like, I don't know. I, I have felt really like balanced on social media and in real life. And I feel like I've just really kind of relaxed into a rhythm that works for me a lot better. And, um, so that's a good thing. So I think that at the end of the month, hopefully it'll just be even better and I don't know, reiterate some things. I don't know. So, and you're going to have an awful lot to talk about on the podcast because <laughs> you just put open your notes app whenever you're about to go off on a tangent on Instagram. No, it's just really, like literally, I know, I know. But what's cool for me is I felt like 2021 was like a really, really big year. And I feel yeah. like t- for me personally and our family, I feel like 2022 is just going to kind of like launch off of that. So mm-hmm. good I'm things so- and big things. And you'll find out more broads on January 6th. So tune into that episode when we are officially back. But in the meantime, please enjoy um, this old look back uh, on a trip down memory lane. (laughs) Trip down memory lane. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a inception trip down memory lane. Cause like you guys in this episode are reminiscing on stuff from decades ago. It's a double inception, a double rainbow. You recorded this three years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago. It was episode, I think, maybe like 
18 or 17 and we've now recorded like 300 something episodes so it's a hot minute so uh so fun let's do it yeah enjoy enjoy Hi, Broads. Hello, Broads. I thought it would be kind of fun if we did a little interview. We get a lot of questions whenever we do Q&As about long-term relationships, about relationships and dating in general. People Mm -hmm. always seem very interested in both dating and sex questions, which makes sense because we do bachelor content and I feel like the majority, everyone's interested, right? In in Everyone's interested in uh, in love and all this, right? Mm -hmm. It's all, what makes makes the the world world go go around, really. Literally. Yeah. I mean, not literally, but. That's called, I was going to say gravity. Is that what it is that makes the world go round? No, science was never my strong suit, but something else literally makes the world go round. And it's not love. Anyway, uh, I thought we'd do a little interview with Jess and Evan. I think a lot of you are very enamored with Jess and also probably very interested in their relationship, which I am too, because I, I honestly don't know much more, I think, than most of the listeners. I mean, I know, I I don't though. Yeah, not really. Ev, you want to say hi? Hi. They're sharing a mic today. If you're watching, (laughs) we are, we're sharing, we're sharing the mic. We're uh, at my mother's home and we're having a little vacation time, double fam vacation time. So we don't have all of our equipment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a question that I get DM'd a lot about is um, our relationship because we have been together for a very long time. Um, Do you remember how long? It has been total. um, Well, let's start. 13 years. When did you guys meet each other first? We... I don't know like the day that we met, but uh, we've known each other since we were probably 12. I remember the day. Do you? Yeah, kind of. I was at, we, we met at church together. Yes, yeah, yeah. you <laughs> uh, Hi. Um, no, we were, uh, we were at church and I remember it was like a new church for me, um, but he had been there for a while and I spotted him. I was like on the upper deck and he was on the patio and I spotted him and his hair was dyed. He had like bleach tips that oh, looked yes. like cheetah spots. Yes, I remember and I this. was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was that delicious piece of man. Um, and I was like nine or 10. Yeah. Okay. But then our families started to hang out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we started to get to know each other better. Um, okay, so do you believe in that thing where people look at the person and they're like, that's it, that's who I'm going to marry? Do you, do you think that's a thing? Did you feel that? And well, you were like nine or 10, so let's not get dramatic, but. I don't want to say, <laughs> yeah, when I was nine, I was literally like, I know that one day he will be my betrothed. Well, that's how I looked at everyone when I was nine or 10. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was in junior high, I was literally like, that's my husband. Yeah, you about write like everyone. the last name on, you know. Oh, yeah. Jessica Ambrose everywhere. What will our kids look like? Will right. they have brown hair or blonde hair? Yeah. Right. I think that, I don't want to say that I don't believe in it because I can't speak for everybody, but I definitely didn't like feel that way where when I, the first time I met him that I was like, oh my God, like this is the one for me for forever. We spent a long time just being friends yeah. and, and dating other people. And did you genuinely people. not have any, were you genuinely platonic at the times you were friends or not totally? Why do you make that fa- face, Jess? Because I, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't platonic. I see, okay. There was definitely always- Like some chemistry there. Chemistry. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. For me it was, yeah, it was def, I, I would say for me it was pretty platonic 
but with crazy chemistry. I mean, like in a crush way. I like, know what yeah. you mean. Like, like yeah. we, like I, you know, when you're 13, you don't realize that like talking to someone for two and a half hours, like you don't realize that's rare. You just are like, oh, we just can talk. And it's been three hours. And you're like, oh, that's just cool. She's my friend. You don't mm-hmm. really register the fact that that is special mm-hmm. until you, until we got older. And she was like, you know, dating someone else when we were mid-teens and stuff. So I just, I turned it off on my brain. It's just kind of like, I've known her forever. We have crazy chemistry. We hang out. But my brain, for some reason, just never went to like relationship. I think because we were so close, friends. Yeah. So my brain just kind of was always like, oh, we're, and we were in a group too. We had like five people. They yeah. were like 10 year friends. So there was this kind of thing that you just kind of, you know what I mean? You didn't go there for, think, a, for a little bit. Do you think other people saw it with you? Like, do you have friends who said like, I always knew? Not really. I don't think no. like we definitely were just like, we were friends. Yeah. Like it was. And you know what? I think that's possible to have people that are just friends who you do also have chemistry with. And it's like one of those for things sure. where it's like, yeah, we work well together. We vibe, we talk like it's never actually going to. Right, like I'm, I'm assuming there's probably people in your life, like right now, that are male friends that you're like, I'm not going to date, but we definitely have chemistry. No, I'd usually just end up dating them. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, that is usually no, what happens. We just take it straight to bed. But no, I think that yeah. But especially again, but we were we were young here too. But I think with our with our relationship, our friends didn't necessarily think anything because we were both always kind of like either interested or dating other people. Yeah. And also our friends didn't see us when him and I were alone together. Like we were with our groups of friends, like our big group of friends and we were with our group of friends, you know, we weren't always like hip to hip always together. But when his family would come over to my house or we'd go on like little vacations together, which happened frequently, like him and I were, I mean, it, it was definitely a chemistry that was like not, it was undeniable in the sense Mm -hmm. of like, there's some crazy intimacy here. Even if that always is just like a friendship, there's definitely something soul connection. Yes. There's definitely a soul connection. So for me, like, you know, and we've obviously like chatted about it, um, before, but, the nice toe work. Becca just handed <laughs> Ruthie's toy to her with her toe. I briefly considered grabbing my champagne with my toes, but I was like, that might be taking it a little too far. And this isn't my rug. So, um, but yeah, I think like we've talked about the soulmate thing before. Yeah. Um, where I definitely believe in soulmates, but I believe in many types of soulmates. And yeah. I believe that you can have n- like numerous soulmates and they can be platonic soulmates. They can be romantic soulmates. Um, but I definitely would say like, I consider Evan to be a soulmate, but I think that, you know, I could have had another, do you believe in soulmates? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't so, know. And when, when you're talking about, when you ask him, do you believe in soulmates? You mean like, the person you're destined to be with. That there's like thing. destiny involved yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, for me, when it came to the, when it came to like the, it was kind of weird. I thought about this the other day that like when we did connect romantically, I felt like the chemistry we had been having for five years, like as just kids had been saving up in like my unconscious brain. So then when, so cause like what happened was she was going through this breakup or this like kind of, tumultuous situation with a boy, my gay boyfriend, my gay ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So that was kind of hitting the fan. And I remember going over to her house and hanging out with her. How old were both of you? I was 17 and you were 16, Mm -hmm. 17, 16, 18 in that two year window. Yeah. And I went over to her house and we were hanging out and, and it was kind of like, 
we, she had just found out some, some crazy stuff. And so she was like really in a bad place. And I was just sitting on the couch with her and we started talking. And I remember I was kind of consoling her and like our hands, this is like seriously so oh, embarrassing, yeah. but like oh, yeah. our hands accidentally kind of touched for a oh, second. Yeah. Like I was kind of moving and like we kind of did one of these and I didn't take it away. And then she didn't move it. And then it was like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, I, it was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, like five years symphony, of chemistry like, just hit. Do, do, and it was like, do, 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 do. and all it took was just like touching each other's hand to be like, and then all of a sudden it was like, yeah. it was over. Yeah. Even though. Yeah. I totally forgot about that moment Remember and that thinking night? about it makes my stomach like turn because yeah, in like, like in like butterflies, a butterfly way. You're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Cause I yeah. forgot that feeling and it was like, and I had been in a relationship before, um, obviously because he, he was gay, like the romantic end only went so far, but there was still, you know, we were still messing around and, yeah. and, um, I, I mean, we've we talked were, about it. Yeah. I've also, I also had a you gay had, boyfriend. Yeah. That was, so like, you're in, you're like, I was in love with him. Oh yeah, I was too. And I believe and we, he you was also have like me. sexually, sexual involvement. For sure, I for mean, sure. like sexuality is a spectrum. I think, I, I think that, um, that we, de- well, I mean, I know we definitely have that. And I also was in love with him and I still, I like stand by that. And I think that he was also in love with me. It just was a love that like we couldn't, we could only take so far. Yeah. Um, soulmates in a different way, really. Um, but all of a sudden, yeah, what I remembered, like that when we, our hands all of a sudden touched, it was that thing of like, Oh my God. And then you were like looking the way you were looking at me, it was like all of a sudden something shifted. Did you have this feeling of like, Whoa, this was in front of me the whole time or was it, or did it change? Do you know what I mean? Like, was it like that that was always there or did it need that moment to shift? Do you know what I'm saying? That's a good question. I think for, and this sounds so like, I don't, and I, <laughs> no, what, for me, it was always, no, no, no. That he had to figure it out. But no, I'll, kind of though, in that, like you were saying that like, yeah, when I, we were 12 years old, you had a crush. And I was saying when I was 12 years old with you, we just had this crazy friendship chemistry, yes. but my brain didn't go crush yet until that moment, really. Men are kind of slow like and that And so though. I think it was a slow I also, thing. I also grew in, into my myself a little bit. Yeah. I was a little bit of an awkward little homeschool nugget yeah. and he was kind of a cool skater kid. And so and we then you got boobs and Evan was like, I suddenly I see this. <laughs> I don't know. I can just like picture this now, man. <laughs> Whoa. Why are you cooler than before? No, but seriously though, it was kind of this, like I was dumb. I was 13 and just kind of into like skateboarding and hanging out with my buddies. So I just wasn't really tuned in to like if a girl liked me or if I even liked a girl, to be honest with you, I was just kind of like into sports and my thing. So I think when it hit, it hit hard. But I think Jess was much more just in tune with that earlier on. So yeah. she was aware of like what she liked before. I think women are also generally speaking, um, we are more in tune with the subtleties mm. and the subtleties of interaction and the subtleties of how our interactions with different men different differ from others. And I think we're able to pick up on that even at young ages much more quickly. That is, you nailed that because I feel like I know with him, I like I had many guy friends and there was something with Evan that even... When we were just friends, I obviously thought he was, I always thought he was cute and I had like little crushes on him, but there was something about Evan that always made me feel so safe yes. and not safe in like a, you know, he just makes me feel safe. He's a nice guy. Like, I'm so protected. Gen- genuinely in a way of like, if I would have been in a situation that was precarious in any way, uh, I I would have called Evan even before my girlfriend. He was your go-to. He was he my go-to, go-to and I knew yeah. that he that he cared about me. Um, and then when all of a sudden that care got that like fire flame, you were like, Oh, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. But I looked at, definitely looked at you. Yeah. Like you said, you're able to, we're able to kind of see different versions at a younger age. And he, I think we're also able to project into the future and see how things can evolve better than men can. Right. Like this is what I want for my future. Yeah. So I'm going to like try to like get my, I see this potential <laughs> exactly. in this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Broads quick pause from my love story with my husband, Evan. Um, when I say I'm a planner, I mean it. When I go on trips, we're talking weeks ahead. I'm making a planned out itinerary and packing list. My next career move is always accompanied by a host of pros and cons lists, the whole nine yards. This same level of planning is now also going into my decisions about the future of my family. Thanks to modern fertility, family planning is easy to get a handle on. Modern fertility is the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones right at home with just a sim- simple finger, finger, just a simple finger prick. And once you're done, simply mail it in with the prepaid label. In just 10 days, you're going to have your personalized results mailed back to you. You're going to get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and so many other important fertility factors. I have seen numerous people now on Instagram saying that modern fertility Fertility was like the first clue that they got um, that they wanted to start making a plan for their fertility journey if they wanted to have kids in the future or in the next couple of years. I've just heard a lot of great things about it. You'll even get the chance to review your results and discuss next steps with a fertility nurse if you want to. Normally, tests like these at doctor's offices could run you thousands of dollars, but with Modern Fertility, you can get the exact same results for just a fraction of the cost. Uh, If you want kids someday, today, or not at all, Modern Fertility can help you make the decision that's best for you. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash chatty. That means your test is going to cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even a thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. So you can get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash chatty. That's modernfertility.com slash chatty. Okay, as a parent, there are about a million and one things I worry about every single day. But one of my newest worries now that my daughter has started school is, is she getting enough personalized attention during her classes? I know, I know I can't control everything, but I can't help it. I want to make sure that she's getting the best learning experience possible. And if you feel the same, you've got to check out Byju's Future School. Baiju's Future School is the leading online learning platform revolutionizing education for millions of students worldwide. It's an activity-based curriculum that inspires kids and encourages their creative thinking. I cannot wait until my kiddos are old enough to take Baiju's classes. They offer everything from coding and music courses to extra math, really everything your young learners need to build their confidence in specific subjects and get in that extra learning time they may not get inside the classroom. When kids take classes online at Byju's Future School, they receive personalized attention from world-class teachers who are trained to address unique learning needs. Seriously, if your kiddos need some extra attention in a specific subject, this is the perfect place for it. They're going to have tons of fun while learning about complex subjects and their confidence will skyrocket as they start to understand more. And by the way, if one of the kiddos is really excelling in one of these subjects in school, this is also a way that they can continue to enhance that learning experience. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, the teachers are amazing. Ember just started a few classes and she's loving it and it really keeps her attention too. 
Join the millions of parents accelerating their kids' learning today. Just visit byjus.com slash podcast to enroll in your first four classes. A $99 value for just $9.99. That's four classes for just $9.99 at byjus.com slash podcast. You are kind of picking up on it. Okay, so then the hands touch, the sparks fly. Where does the relationship go after that? Does it blossom into a relationship fairly quickly? Oh, like, Lord. <laughs> was there drama? Like, what? Yeah, okay, so so basically I think because we had had um, such an intense friendship and like we just knew each other so well from for years beforehand. So again, we were like 10 when we started kind of casually hanging out, but we had had like four solid years of close friendship at this point. Yeah. Um, the second that we realized that we both liked each other, it was like off to the races. This thing yeah. hit hard and heavy yeah. really quickly. Really? Yes. In fact, and I'm going to, Evan's going to get really mad at me for saying this. Say it. <laughs> but what did you do on the day you asked me out? What Evan's did you, like trying to remember. Evan's face right now is like, I have no okay, idea. This was 13 years ago. Okay. Give me, give me a break. The day you asked me out. Which was how long after the hand touch? Um, maybe about two months. Okay. Um, we definitely like that. The hand touch did not like start a conversation. Sure, did I tell sure. you I loved you or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You've known each other for four years. It's like, yeah. that's the most acceptable thing to say to somebody when you're yeah. asking them out after being friends with them so long. So and you like, say you know, that you loved her. Of course you loved her. I, I, yeah, and I totally did. And I think too, I just... We were like in, we were so, like Jess said, like five years of chemistry building friendship. Then all of a sudden you realize you're totally into each other. Then you spend about a month and a half kind of pre dating, mm -hmm. which is just the most like fireworks thing ever. The and talking you're, phase. You're just hanging out and like just kind of going on little dates and just really feeling it out. So by the time, yeah, two months later, you're five years and two months in and you're kind of just like, yeah, I don't have to play which this anymore. Which is sort of beautiful because. You, have you ever been more, con you know, there's, you know, somebody so well at that point and you know them outside of the romantic context. Like, I think that's, what's so difficult. Um, you know, with dating apps and stuff like that, when you meet people without having mutual friends, uh -huh. you can see someone in a romantic setting, kind of like Hannah and Luke P, yeah. but like, how do they treat their family? How do they treat their friends? How do they react when shit hits the fan, when life's not going all peachy and perfect and romantic? And that really says a lot about a person. And when you're getting, like when you're meeting people for the first time without any of that background, it can be years before you start seeing this stuff come to the surface. And then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You are not the person I want to be in a relationship oh, with. Oh, absolutely. And I, that's my thing. And it's, I know it's such a hard thing to like suggest to people. To be friends first. How can they really, but, but it is, if there's any way, and I suppose, I guess it's easier uh, talking to our young broads saying this um, than people who are like, you know, more my age at this point. But if you're abroad and you are in high school or college listening, I would highly, highly recommend that you, if you're feeling maybe interested in someone, hold off for a hot minute, maybe get to know that person as a friend. If you have the opportunity to, if again, if you're in high school or college, like maybe don't run into anything and just get to know the person as well as you can in more of a friend setting. I completely like, agree. Yeah, like let's hang out. We're in college. Let's like, you know, once or twice a week, hang out in a group of friends and get to know the person in a more friendly way rather than let's right away go on a date. Because you do, like you said, start to see how they treat friends, how they handle 
handle maybe, you know, a drunk night at the club. Like you're going to see more of that stuff versus just like the person's best behavior right away. Also, um, you know, I, I don't mean this in a slut shamey way. And I definitely have slept with people on the first date, but in my experience, if I am interested in somebody and then I, have some sort of sexual involvement with them. This is just me. Uh, I'll find myself kind of like what we're talking about with Hannah on the bachelor season right now, like making excuses for them. Like I am suddenly like taking this next level of involvement where I'm blind to things that I wouldn't be had I not. Like if I was still in a sort of platonic situation with them, I'd be like, oh, you no, 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 no. I'm not going to go any further. It's like I get turned off. But oh yeah, if I've already course. gone there with somebody and then it's like it just clouds everything. Yeah, I really do you already believe. have you have a, a chemistry all of a sudden with someone or like a different layer to your relationship and I like I know for us y'all say this you know we were raised in a very both of us were raised in very strict Christian homes and so when we were having our like pre-dating phase we had like made the commitment that we weren't going to kiss until we were officially boyfriend and girlfriend and so then when he asked me out he told me he loved me and then we had our first kiss there was this kind of the two months leading up to it too was really crazy too because we were truly trying to like hold ourselves back yeah from jumping in right away because yeah. like our, our mind was just be like jump in it was like you know let's just no let's fill this out we know each other forever but we also don't know what it's like to like like each other this is also a christian thing i do have to say it, that like really influences the way you have relationships yeah. i think because you're sort of always taught this dialogue of like take it slow which i have to say i don't think any relationship has suffered from taking it slow yeah, I'm sure there's like a middle ground. You know, I'm sure like depending on how take it slow means, right? Like, right. I think in our case, we did it. It was good. We took it slow. Yeah, maybe extract the guilt and shame part of taking totally. it slow. Also, yeah, I just think ladies in general, set boundaries what you feel comfortable with. And if you don't, and look, if you want to go for it right away, do that. Like I said, I've done that. Like that's Gray and I on our first date, we slept together and like, well, obviously things have, <laughs> things, things, but now we have a baby. No, but I mean like things are working out well and that's not to say that things can't, but um, I think that if you want to set boundaries for yourself and if a man doesn't respect that and doesn't want to wait, then that tells you all you need to know about him. Well, I want to bring in some questions actually that people have asked. Um, this is a question somebody asked. I don't know if we covered this in like one of our old dating episodes, but what happened in the relationship that made you want to solidify the, oh, we kind of covered that. Um, okay, this, was, this is more of a question to you, Evan. How like, did you decide that Jess was somebody you wanted to be in a serious relationship with? And like, how did Jess, like, is that just something that came yeah. organically from knowing each other? Like, how did you know that this is somebody you wanted to be serious with? Yeah, so it definitely like, you mean once we were dating, like what, what, made, yeah. it, what made it from just like, we're dating to like yes. serious? Yes, I was loaded too. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what you're going to say. But for me, I, I was just more like, when you have crazy chemistry with someone, right? And you sure. can talk, like big thing too, I think it, you can find attractive people all day long. You can find people that even you physically have connection with. Yes. So like, but it's really hard to find someone that you could sit there and talk for three hours and, and then it, then you're done and you're like, I could keep talking. Let's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's such a rare. So I just knew I that I had something special on my hands. And so it was more Then once we got into it, we had our issues, but once we got into it, I just knew like pros and cons being super attracted to someone and being able to be honest and real with yourself and talk with them for hours and hours. I knew that just even those basic principles is kind of what I needed and the rest I could figure out. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I mean, I was going to say it's loaded because, I mean, that didn't, that's not what happened necessarily overnight for us. Like when we first started dating, the chemistry was through the roof, that our like attraction towards each other was through the roof. We were so passionate for each other, but we fought like crazy. Like about what? everything. <laughs> no, like we have, we have so much in common. So we have like such a great time together. But when it came to friend dynamics, um, I was very jealous and insecure at the time. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. This is something we wanted to get into before. Oh my God. Talk about that. I was so jealous. Where do you think that stemmed from? Just from your passion for him? Or is it something you've always dealt with in relationships? I, I would say it's a combination of my passion for him because I didn't feel that way in other relationships. Um, in fact, it kind of like threw me for a loop when all of a sudden I was feeling like super jealous out of nowhere. Um, but I think the other part was that was, that was me being young and not even being young, needing to work on me. Like, yeah. what, what do you think that stemmed from in you? Um, I don't want, I don't want to like throw, my mom's amazing. Yeah. I adore her, but my mom and I are wired very, very differently. And she's very blunt and very direct and I'm very sensitive. And I grew up in a home where I, on a regular basis, and we talked about this in our insecurity podcast a little bit, um, but I, on a regular basis felt very uncomfortable in my own body. Um, I didn't necessarily like, so did you feel like you didn't add up when it came to like, or you weren't, um, you like, know, it was like it, other women were better. Yeah. Did you have it, an was, inferiority it was, def- it was definitely like, like it, at our high school, we, we were at a small high school. Evan came in halfway through. He was a hottie. He was on the football team. He was like minor league hockey player boy. Like what a stud. And he was a musician. Like the girls liked him and like the hotties were into him at the school. And at the time, like I was not necessarily like a popular girl. Right. And all the popular girls were vibing on him when he first came. Right. So I was, <laughs> I was definitely like super insecure about the fact that like I knew that they all liked him. Right. And instead of just being like, he chose to be with me, like he could have been with them, yeah. but he wants to be with me and like feeling, making that feel good about myself. Anytime he'd even like be in like the same room as one of them, which poor guy couldn't help it. <laughs> we went to school with these people. I would just be like, who did you talk to? Were you? How long did you look at her? And I, I, I would just be, you know, just wrought with insecurity. Were you like afraid that he was going to leave for one of those girls? Yes. Okay. I also come from a home where there has been a lot of cheating in my home. Yeah. And so I, when I was raised seeing that, I was so scared to have him leave me and I think, or cheat on me or whatever. And I think a lot of that too um, stems from the fact that he, I I did love him so much. Yeah. Like if it would have been, I saw myself, because him and I went on a break for about a year. What, what? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, a lot of it has to do with how I was. So what? Evan, were you just like not putting up with that anymore? So I think just to like wrap up what you're saying too, I feel like we also came from such different worlds Mm. that like I'm talking like we grew up in Long Beach, multiple kids, dad worked all day, grinded. We kind of fended for ourselves. Yeah. There wasn't, it was a lot, it was more animalistic in that way. It was just figure it out. Yeah. It wasn't about fair and there was no structure. It was very just kind of like, you're just out in the wild a little bit. Yeah. And 
because of that, you just get really flexible, but you also get kind of self, like I looking out for myself and I'm doing what I want to do and I'm out and about. And Jess was very much grew up in like structured home, only child, you know, just kind of the opposite of that. So I'm this like 17 year old, just like flying by the seat of my pants, hanging out with whoever I want to hang out with, you know, obviously like doing things I really want to do are important to me. And, you know, I think at the time she was a lot more like, well, you, you said we were going to meet at this time and do this thing. And when now I'm, then I'm bailing and, you know, just, it was just that yeah. type of was so different at the time yeah. that that was the real learning curve yeah. of, I think why, you know, when you're talking about, oh, why she was maybe jealous or whatever, it's because I was not Are mature enough oldest? to, no, I'm middle. Middle. Okay. And I also wasn't mature enough. Yeah, I'm technically middle. I'm more like more like oldest though. Yeah. I'm oldest of the young ones. And I would totally fight about. I would fight anything that made me feel like I was trapped. Oh yeah. So like when it was like this feeling of like I gotta I gotta do this at this time at this way. I'm like I would run away from it, and she would value it so much. And I was so immature that I couldn't see that that was important. Well, also did the jealousy bother you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big time. But yeah. but at the same time, you know. Probably a lot of the things I did didn't make her feel super Totally. It's a two-way street. Well, I definitely feel like, I think initially, I would imagine the jealousy bothered you. Well, no, I know this because we've talked about it. The jealousy bothered you initially because you felt like it hurt your feelings that I didn't trust him. And Evan is like, I'm sorry. He's like the most upright, amazing man I've ever met in that way. And so for me to like be calling him out on stuff, there was that he was hurt. And then I, with my mental- You're like, look, I go out of my way not to entertain things with other people. Like- exactly. And so, and, and then also with my like anxiety and my depression and then on my oncoming bipolar at the time, I would have these very extreme reactions to what yeah. was going on. And then it would be so unfair to him the way I would respond. Um, but then because I would respond in a way like that, he would then- put himself in situations where he would not really tell me the exact truth, even though nothing happened. He wasn't doing anything sketchy, but if all of a sudden they're like the girl, one of the girls who I was jealous of showed up, he didn't do anything, didn't even talk to her the whole time, but he would not tell me that she showed up or would lie about it because of my reaction. Yeah. That's the worst. And that's like the biggest lesson I learned. The worst thing you could do when someone's feeling insecure or feeling (laughs) whatever, the worst thing from the person that's getting the reaction is to omit or not bring hide. it up or make, or yeah, hide it basically. Even if there's nothing Even to hide. Even if it's hide. just to protect them or yes. whatever. Like let's say I'm at a party and some girl that likes me shows up and she doesn't like, and there's a jealousy thing there and I didn't even talk to her. I have a choice. I can either say, oh, by the way, she was there and deal with that. And yeah. even though we, even, even if we might fight, it'll make things better in the long run. Well, yeah. And you can explain like, no, the reason I'm telling you about this is not to make you jealous or anything. It's for accountability. Right. So you know that I'm not hiding anything but I from you. I would do the classic, like, let's just pretend it didn't happen. And then, and then if she finds of, out, a buddy yeah. of mine would be like, oh man, uh, whatever was there. How, did she end up talking to you? And then I'm, like, I'm just as right there. And then it makes me look like, like you're like, I there's some reason you omitted exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That happened all the time. And that well, was, I think that that's a good lesson is just, I really don't think that there is anything in the relationship you should be hiding from the other person of any feeling. And I think that doing so is the breeding grounds for an unhealthy relationship. Even if right now if yeah. things are working, that's like early signs of dysfunction and you need to be forward. Absolutely. And I think that I know for me, like one of the biggest lessons in our relationship that I've learned over time is that when I react inappropriately to something and don't speak to my 
guy, like a partner and someone that I love because I wouldn't. Yeah. And I think a lot of us tend to do that. Like when you get mad, you don't remember that this is the person who's like your partner. Like they have your back. They love you. Like speak to them like they love you. Don't accuse Mm. them of things. And I would be accusatory. And when I would do that, all I would do is push him away and make him want to be not want to but end up being more dishonest because he doesn't want to have to deal with my backlash now I'm not saying that it was right but both of us were in the wrong in that way like I was in the wrong for the way that I was responding and he was in the wrong for hiding things and it was just like a really vicious circle that basically ended up breaking us up the first time so did yeah I was gonna say did that lead to your breakup yeah who initiated that that was myself yeah (laughs) It sounds like the health. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like yeah. where you we guys were to. at. We needed Do to. you think your relationship would have lasted had no. you not? Bro- yeah, not even close. Well, it didn't. I mean, that that me breaking up wasn't some sort of just like preemptive. Like, thing. let's take a. Yeah. It was like, I, I can't do this. It was like I love you and I want to marry you and I'm like so into you, but I literally am miserable and you are too. Dude, you that's know what I mean? So hard. So like, someone needs to do this because we have so much work we need to do on ourselves. Yeah, it it was the most painful, I mean, it was, I I think, probably the most painful thing that I've had happen in my life. Like, it was more painful for me than my parents' divorce. Yeah. Like, which is why when I see people who are like, I'm heartbroken and sometimes people don't necessarily offer as much empathy, it hurts me because I just, I just remember that moment of like, when you do truly, truly love someone. It is horrible. It's, it's, there's nothing like it. I, yeah, yeah, I remember my first heartbreak that was that was like that. And it's like, I've had really, really, really tragic deaths. The funny thing about, not the funny thing, but the thing about death is that it's like final and that there's closure in that. Yes. And I felt like my first breakup was more painful because there wasn't that kind of like ending. It was sort of this like strange, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying though. It is yeah. so devastating. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, like the fact that there's not an end to it, it's this question mark. Um, especially like, when you don't have a reason to hate the person. That exactly. was how my first breakup was. I was uh, like, I fucked it up. I remember my first breakup. I was like, I fucked this shit up. And like this person, I could have spent the rest of my life with them. And there's no reason for me to hate them because I'm the reason why we broke up. They're not a shitty person who cheated on me. Like Right. No, I felt the same exact way. Like I knew that it was ultimately like, yes, we both had our issues in the relationship, but the truth is, is that I was the one who fucked it up. Like I, at the time was not in a place. And I actually brought this like specific phrase up on when we were on Nick's podcast the other day, but, um, I was in a place where I was like, holding on to Evan for dear life. Mm. Like I was not letting him live. I was not, we were young. We were like 20 at this point or 19 or 20. And I would not let him breathe or experience his life or whatever. I basically was using him as my lover, my crutch. Like he was everything to me. Your therapist, your best friend. Exactly. And so I put him in this situation where I made it literally impossible for him. Um, to love me how I needed him to love me. And that was the biggest issue is that I needed him and I needed to get to a place where like, I didn't need him anymore. Like I wanted to be with him, but I didn't need him to survive. And at that point, that's what it felt like. So then when he broke up with me, it was like, I can't live. That's what it felt like. Do you have advice by the way for, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, how to avoid becoming that for your, like, you know, yeah. I, do you have advice for how to avoid you being know that person I would just, in a relationship? I would just say like, 
if you, if this is someone that you care about, you have to think long-term right? and long-term treating someone that way is going to be not only damaging for your relationship, but it's going to be potentially damaging for them moving forward. So if you really love them, be careful with their heart. Like Mm. you don't necessarily like, I think so often we throw the blame at someone like who cheats or like something like that is, you know, Oh my God, that person, they're a cheater. But the way that I treated Evan with how accusatory I was and I'd blow up at him whenever I'd get angry was terrible for him. Like, yeah, and you're taking for granted that person. You're taking exactly, for granted that they're always exactly. going to be around. They're always going to have your back. And you're ta- and you're not thinking about the fact that like the way that I responded to him in so many situations was potentially damaging for him for the future for if let's just say we wouldn't get back together, maybe damaging for his future relationship because I put set a pace in a certain way. You're not you're also not taking care of yourself. When you fly off the handle, you're not allowing yourself to hear what they're saying and grow yourself. So, so how do you, what's what are practical ways to avoid that? Like breathing, like like seriously, how how do you stop yourself in the midst of that train because I know like sometimes when you get on that runaway train, it's like yeah. there's no stopping you. Well, I wasn't going to I mean I, I I'm not going to speak to like her and how to how she would maybe like exercise calming down or about something but more of a general thing i would say was like we jumped in too fast even though we did this like the two month slow but once we it was on emotionally do you mean everything yeah every day was hanging out together mm. every moment you was became together. each other's lives prematurely like every minute of every free moment was together mm. So what that does is that creates this like, okay, let's say two, three months of this type of behavior. Now all of a sudden we're like glued at the hip. Now all of a sudden when I go, hey, I'm going to go um, hang out with these people and do this thing. It's like, it's uh, like what? What, what, I don't, you what don't the want fuck me am I going to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you create this kind of- These expectations. Yeah, the expectations. Like we're going to hang out today all day, no yeah. questions asked. Yeah. And so when I want to go hang out with my friends and not with you, that's personal. And so my biggest thing that Full I learned breakdown. from that yeah. was like, okay- we should have just been like, okay, cool. I'll see you Monday and I'll see you Wednesday and I'll see you Saturday, but I'm not going to see you Monday through Sunday, you know, or whatever. Like it was just that passion. We let it wash over us and just control us Yeah. so that, you know, and because of that, I was immature. I know Jess is taking a lot of like this blame and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like the way I handled it was super bad too. I was doing stuff like hanging out with her for 15 days straight. You don't know any better when you're and, that young, you know? Then it's I'd be like, like, cool. I don't really want to hang out with you for like the next four days. Cause I want to really want to see, you. I haven't seen my friends in a while. But then you you I just think, yank the plug like that on someone, and I, someone's I like, "I think what? men have the tendency to do that too." I've noticed it in my relationships where they're like, "Yeah, no, it's like like you said, the past two weeks have been hanging out too much, so like this weekend I'm gonna go." And then it's like, "Exactly." What am I gonna do? I don't have any friends anymore because I ditched them <gasps> oh all God, multiple right. times. Oh my to goddamn <laughs> friends because of you, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and that's that's like really that is and what that's, happened. That's not just teenage stuff. That's adult relationships oh, too. I, I'm watching Friends now. I'm 30, almost 31 years old and I'm watching friends who are the same age as me do the same exact thing. How do you avoid that practically? Because you know, when you start dating somebody and when you're in the early stages of the relationship, all you want to do is hang out with them. 
more than your friends, more than you do. I, yeah, and sometimes I think, that feeling is unavoidable. So how do you override honestly, your Honestly, I heart? feel like, like literally the only, like there's no easy way to do it other than again, picturing long-term. If you like this person and you want it to last, you have to like set yourself up for success. And you know that if you hang out with them every moment of every day, you know it's not gonna be successful because all these problems are gonna occur. So it's like you have to be so intentional. It's super self-control. It's like a massive birthday cake. You're like, that looks incredible. And if I just go to town on it, I'll be throwing up, feel like death. I also won't get to eat it in two days when I'm craving sweets. But when it's like, if you take a slice every day, you're gonna be like, this is amazing and sustainable and all that stuff. But if you jump into something that's like too much of anything is bad. You know, and so you just got to be careful. I don't even have good advice for this because I wasn't able to regulate that until Grayson and I moved in with each other. And it literally wasn't until I was pregnant and we were moving in. And then I was like, okay, even if you're gone for this weekend, I know you're coming back on Monday to the house and I'm going to sleep with you. Or like, you know, you're coming back at 1 a.m. tonight and I'm going to sleep next to you. So I know you're, so it's like, it's hard. Is that something for you? Like, like, let's say he was to leave for a week. Would that, now, be, would that be hard? No? Now I don't care. Uh, like, but, yeah. but, but that's, that's the thing that's um, hard because now, and I'm sure it's the same thing with you guys when you're married, you're like, you take for granted in kind of a good way. It's like, dude, like Gray and I are together. We live together. We have a baby together. I'm not worried about like us growing apart. Like you're coming back, you know, you're coming home. It doesn't bother me, but, um, definitely in early stages of relationships for me, I have a hard time not going like full 100, like spending every single moment. And I have a hard time with self-control. It's like a drug where I'm just like, but I could just like be with you all the time. Even if we're fighting, I don't care. Like I still just want to be, I still want you here. It's a version of being together. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I genuinely think the only way that you can avoid that is like being so intentional and maybe like a tip almost from like what Dana spoke to us about on our mom sex episode where she talked about scheduling days of the week yeah. to have sex. I feel like as unromantic as it is, is that maybe scheduling certain like days of the week that you're going to spend time together maybe keeps control and then also be like I'm going to have and obviously you have to be flexible because people's lives change but if you're like I'm going to hang out with my person two to three days a week and then I I will every week have a girl's night yeah I will every week go see you know this person or my family or whatever and like be really rigid about the fact that you have to continue to spend time with other people also accountability with your friends where you're yes. like, dude, call me out. Like if I bail, just be like, Hey, you said you're going to hang out with us. Yes. I know you want to go hang out with your boyfriend, but yes. you told me to hold you accountable. No, you're so going to right. come out. With you're us, so okay? right. Cause it's like, it's like if you, a lot of your friends like know if you're a friend who has a friend who's in this situation right now, like you, you feel you don't necessarily feel safe doing that with people. Cause you know that normally the reaction is not, one that's positive. So I completely give yourself, if you give somebody permission to help you. Yeah. And then, and then, and then allow them to say it to you and hear them. But again, that's like, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. It's not like there's not an easy fix to it. And I feel like that's why so many people that have the issue because it isn't an easy fix. It's not just like, Oh, I'm going to do this and it'll, we'll be totally good. Yeah. But yeah. Um, okay. So my question, I'm just going to kind of, wait, how did you guys get back together? Well, how long was the time period? Well, let me say something too. What? Because Jess acts, you know, she said it was the most devastating thing that ever happened. And I really believe it was devastating for her because I was truly devastated. Like I was sitting there like bawling my eyes yeah. out for days. Like sobbing so on the I. floor. Yeah. And within like 
three months she had another boyfriend? We're talking two the and a half years. The best way to get over someone is to get yeah, under someone. No, seriously. And I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's fucked up. Sorry. It I, when I was at Adam. Wrecked a, yeah. me. When I was, after my first breakup, when I found out he had a new girlfriend, I was just like, well, I'm like, just, this is, I our love was it. never real. Right, like, right, if right. it was but real, was there's like, no but way. I knew, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like in a situation where, and I, this was not the healthy thing for me to do, but I was in a situation where I was like, Evan's never going to get back to like, he, we're never going to get back together because You're one like, of, I've got to move on. I had to move on. And I also, Evan broke up with me. So I was kind of like, you know, I was devastated in that way where I was like, Oh my God. And I needed a rebound. It's true. So I rebounded and I don't, and I think like, I don't want to encourage, I'll say this. I don't want to encourage people to get like, have a rebound uh, in a relationship. I ended up getting sucked into a situation where like the guy then wanted to date, but I chose a good rebound because I did not want to date him. I did not like have, I did not like him in that way at all. What was your rebound? Just the guy you were hooking up with? Yeah, basically. But then he like wanted to make it a relationship. So all of a sudden I found myself caught in a relationship because I'm a people pleaser, but I really, I actually like, this is so mean, but I couldn't stand him. And I was like, every day I'd wake up and I'd be like, it's just how? a reminder. It how? was just a reminder of how much more you I liked literally, Evan than I him. I literally started smoking because of him. Uh, like yeah. I was so stressed out that I would like, like roll off my Christian campus and like smoke a pack, <laughs> not a pack, but a lot. I'd be so panicked. I'd drive around and chain smoke to like avoid being around him. And he also hated smoking. So I started to do it because oh, I was like, wow. it, he would like smell me be like, oh God, that's gross. I'm like, yeah, you hate that. I hate you too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, but it was, it was the rebound. It, I don't know. It was kind of good for me. Yeah, there was nothing, I'm joking about the fact, like there was nothing wrong with it, of course. Yes. But I was also just so raw. Yeah, don't escape your grief, by the way. You just got to face it head on. Otherwise, it'll come collapsing on top of you later on when something like happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, then you're really going to feel it. Yeah. But then we got back together. Yeah, so we, we, we definitely had this crazy breakup. It was horrible, but it was necessary. Then months went by. She kind of started seeing some other people. I still didn't. But it wasn't. It was just more like I just couldn't. I just wasn't there. And then during a Christmas party... We showed up at a Christmas party and basically got together in the car how much, outside how much, of the Christmas party. Yeah. Like we like basically were like, oh, well, I haven't seen you in months. How's everything? And then we like all the feelings came rushing back. It was the hottest moment ever. Oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> but even after that, it was kind of like, okay, what now though? Because it's only been like six months. So... You know what I mean? Like we yeah. haven't changed that much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> totally. Like nothing's really happened. We had th- three years of relationship. Nothing, it's not like all of a sudden we learned all these new skills in five months or whatever. How old are you at this point? 21. Okay. So then I, we start hanging out again. Yeah. But not making anything official, not doing anything, just, just hanging. Yeah. And then, you know, we start kind of getting physical again and start sliding back into that, but then realize like, we can't do this. We got to, we got to stop. We got to stop. And then I left and li- lived in England for a while. Okay. So like I studied abroad. Sexy. So yeah, like then I went to go study in England. And I just Cambridge. Like, I literally lived in, like in the city of Cambridge in a castle. Oh, like he literally was in Cambridge. So I, I was, I was joking. <laughs> oh, cheers. Um, <laughs> no, but like, so, so I, w- I just had this opportunity to study abroad and I was just kind of looking at the situation going, we're not better. Yeah. 
things is are gonna not hold better. me back from things I want to do. Not, like, a, not only that, but just know, but I, cause I'm, I was totally willing cause I loved her so much that she loved me so much that I was willing to like do whatever to like stay together if it yeah. was right. But I also knew that like things hadn't really changed yet. Very wise on your part, by the way, to know that it wasn't. You knew it wasn't right yet. So I was like, yeah. uh, so that was another, that was kind of like a second breakup, a breakup 2.0. Cause it was like, by the way, I think I'm going to go do this thing. And Jess, she, how did you feel? And it did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to murder him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was so mad and um but again, I couldn't be mad at him because I allowed myself to get sucked back into his perfect body. Yeah. <laughs> I just basically I no but like I let our, like I let us start hooking up again. Well, yeah, my mom always said too, she always told me to protect my heart. And I think that that's kind of where that comes into play, where it's like, regardless of whether or not you're hooking up with somebody, you allowed yourself to Mm -hmm. fall back into that emotional vulnerability with him that wasn't appropriate yet. And I said, like, when when we would be hooking up, I would say, like, I'm not letting myself get attached. But like, let's be honest, we were in a relationship for numerous years beforehand. It was impossible. Yeah, are you kidding me? Right. So this is so you already were attached. Like, there's no getting attached. Exactly. And so, and if anything, then it was like almost hotter because our friends didn't know we were hooking up, and so then it was like a secret hookup, and it was just oh yeah. Yeah. So I will say this piece of advice. Well, can I just ask what you're yeah. talking about when you say hooking up? Everyone has different ideas of what this means. Are we mean, talking like oral sex? Penetrative? 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 <laughs> penetrative sex? Yeah, Making it was, out? It was you know, everything. Because you know, one of our friends, he always he always would say like, um, oh, I know. you know, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Oh, we hooked up. And I'm like, oh my God, you fucking slut. And then he's like, no, we made out at a bar. That was yeah. hooking up. I'm like, what? That's not hooking up. It was, it was like the color wheel. Okay. You know what I mean? Depending on like, I mean like it, it was de- depending on the situation it was okay. different levels. So sometimes okay. I, I, just, I see, I see, I see. Some, yeah. You know what but, I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. Especially but, when you used to be dating then it's just like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I understand. It's just like you slide back into like, yes, it, it's so easy. You, you know, you just slide back in. Well, yeah. No, but what I'm saying is like, there's <laughs> no, but I mean like you just jump right back into where you left off. Yep romantically chemistry everything you know and so so i leave for england doesn't go well then we kind of it kind of restarts the clock again on the breakup yeah i go there we're still talking but then she kind of sees starts seeing another guy <laughs> it's <laughs> insane man just a smile yeah so she kind of sees another guy and i still i'm not really seeing anybody yeah and there was people that like I had been like talking with here and there, but just nothing really like, I'm going to be honest with you. For me, it was, it was like, I was ruined a little bit. Like I knew that I, well, I didn't think I was ever going to find anybody like her. And so it was just kind of one of those things. I was like, you weren't, I know I wasn't. And so it was, was, was kind of one of those things that was like, man, like these girls are nice, but like, I don't, I, it's nothing more than just a physical attraction or yeah. a, or a, yeah, you're cool to hang with or whatever. Yeah. Or I'm bored Nobody at school compared. or whatever. Yeah. So it really was that it was like, I knew that I met, the, like the woman of my dreams. Yeah. But we also were so volatile. So get back from England. Everything's cool. But then now the tables have turned. Jess is like, sorry, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. That's exactly what it was. You talked about this on, is this what you're going to get into? uh, Yes. Yeah. So for me, this was like so important. Um, and I'll say this time and time again to people. And yeah, this is a little bit of the advice that I gave to um, a listener on Nick's podcast. Um, I 
decided when he was gone there, like, listen, social media is a bitch. First of all. So go like Becca said this before unfollow any ex. I block them if you need to and explain to them if you need to, why you're blocking them. There's no butthurt feelings, but stop checking in on your fucking ex. Yep. The first time that he broke, Evan broke up with me, I deleted all my social media so that I wouldn't even be tempted. And it was, I did did the same thing with my first breakup. I literally did not have Instagram for a year and a half because I I was like, nope. And I threatened my friends. Yeah, because you're like, you don't want to see them on there. Don't tell me anything you see. You have to get off social media sometimes because you're going to see them on your friend's story and then that's going to relapse you into the hurt feelings. You're going to see them comment on somebody else. Yeah. And here's my thing. When I, when I did delete it, it was so good for me. So our, first round I deleted everything and it makes you a better person in general has nothing to do with I was able to move forward and like kind of process and then all of a sudden we saw each other and we started hooking up again and then I got back on social media because she's a stupid bitch and I started because you missed the Facebook (laughs) exactly and I started just like diving in so deep and then when he went away to England the social media was the worst because all these girls are posting photos with him in their little school and him and I are like emailing back and forth, but we can't really talk on the phone. Yeah. And so I'm like seeing tidbits of his life and looking like, look at him and all his women. Yes. Look at all these women's that he has. He's loving like, life without me. Exactly. And he's so moved on. He started, started his really, new life in Cambridge. It started to really like, really, yeah. I'm like, now he's like this scholar who lives in England <laughs> who like probably only drinks like a Guinness and he's just like a different guy now. And so it started to really like, like mess with my brain. One day you call him like, hello. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a full accent now. Jessica? Yeah. (laughs) Is that you, darling? I I hardly (laughs) recognized you. No, it was, it was like, but I then decided I was like, I'm deleting, I'm deleting everything again. And I decided that I was going to get my power back. I made a, I saw myself. I saw myself literally crumbling and I decided that I was going to regain who I was. I realized I was like, you know what? I love him, but like, fuck him. He's having his cake and eating it too at this point. And that was, um, you know, again, not malicious, but I was allowing that to happen because I wasn't loving myself enough to be like, listen, basically what you're saying is Evan knew you were always on the back burner. He, he always like, knew that you were going to be there. It was one of those things where it's like, it's going to be an option because she loves me. I love her, but I'm also able to like hook up. And he knew it was unhealthy and he had the strength of mind to say, it's not good for us. Yeah. But at the same time, you knew that I'd be down for a hookup and you didn't hate it. Totally. So I decided that I was going to love myself and I knew I loved him too much mm. to hook up with him um, thinking that anything was going to happen. Yeah. For like farther than that. So what ended up happening, and I don't recommend this to people, but my brain literally snapped into gear so fast when I started to like tell myself that, that when he came back from England, we continued to hook up and I had turned my brain off. Mm. It was like my heart, like, or my heart was just like, nope, I know he's never going to be with me. It's never going to work, but I enjoy the hookup. So I, I'm very impressed that you were able to shut that I'm, off. That's what I'm saying. I never suggest it to anybody, but like, I was, I've tried to do that before with yeah. exes. I'm so bad about hooking now, up with exes. Now understand this. It wasn't for like months and months. It was for right. like a month. Now, if I probably would have gone forward, you know, but what happened was we were at his, his sister had a wedding 
in Seattle and I decided that like I was going to like be a big boss bitch and like not melt in his arms because we were the only two people like he was the only one that I knew there. So we go to this wedding in Seattle. I'm there doing his sister's makeup because I have a relationship with her. Yeah. And like he walks in and is kind of like assuming I think that I'm going to be like, hey, Evan, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And I was just kind of like, hey, what's up? Talking to other people. <laughs> Shut down. Dagger. Show up in my sexiest outfit to the wedding. Like talk to him, but don't fully, like I'm not zoned in You're on him engaged. at all. Nope. And you started to panic. Mm-hmm. And so we went outside. We had like a long conversation Why, on the did terrace. you pull, him out, pull her outside, Jet? Uh, Evan? Yeah, I think I saw like, wait a second, I can't. You're like, hey, um, let's talk for a minute. We gotta talk. <laughs> no, it was just like, you know. Hey, can I, can I, can I, bar- can I sue you for a second? <laughs> can I borrow you? <laughs> no, it really was. Like, Willie was. You know, it really was like, you know, whenever I would see her, it, it, I never had an intentional cake and eat it too, too. Like when we came back, I felt like the chemistry coming back. I noticed a change in her. I noticed a change in, you know, myself big time. So I started to, the first time again see actual potential mm. and I think she was in this place of like that's interesting she didn't need you yeah there was so this maturity there was this anymore. maturity of like uh, I feel like I've really worked on myself yeah. I see that she's worked on herself because she's not in this place of a little bit and more. I had I had actively been working on like self-love yeah so I was like I am worth a relationship and I'm not going to be like I'm not going to be you know, eating myself. Like, it's just, I don't think there's anything more attractive than somebody who knows who they are and is confident and doesn't, is like, no, I'll be okay without you. That's like, exactly. And that was in when I got to that point where I was like, I don't, I don't need him. And I did want to be with him still. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, I don't need you. And I, that definitely was obvious to you. And I had, yeah, I had worked on myself a lot. I think you, you did talk about this on Nick's episode, but I think it's important to say like, take a page from that book. And also you can't like try to fake that attitude thinking that you're going to get back with that guy. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go into it being like, if I act like I'm fine without him, then maybe he'll come back around. And we can get back together. No, you have to like c- convince yourself that you are good on your own. Oh yeah. No, I was like, I was at a point where I'm like, I will be devastated if Evan and I don't ever end up getting back together, but I'm assuming it's not going to happen. And I'm looking out I'm for making myself. Peace with that, yeah. yeah. And I'm looking out for myself now in this situation um, where I know that I've made a lot of mistakes, um, but now I'm, I'm actively, actively working on myself. So um, I'm going to take care of myself. And so he <laughs> basically like, you know, when he pulled me outside and we had this conversation at his sister's wedding, he was kind of like, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And I told him, I'm not going to be able to hook up with you anymore. Like it's not good for me and it's not good for you either. Like now I'm not being fair to you because I'm, I'm now basically like taking my heart out of the equation. Now you're hurt. Right. So I'm like, the only way that we could move forward is if we are like on the same page and we're moving forward in a relationship. And I don't even know if I'm ready to be in a relationship yet. So we spent the next like maybe two, three months, um, not hooking up and he, we like kind of friended out a little bit again. Like we didn't see each other that much, but we kind of got to know each other a little more as friends again. And then he asked me out. But then I was, I was, that's when I knew like, okay, this thing could be real. But at the same time too, for a long time, I knew that like, we could always slide back into this kind of just romantic thing. And then I would see that it was kind of not right. And then we'd pull apart again. And, but this time she laid it down and that's when I realized, okay, we can do this. Yeah. But then it was a bit of panic because it was like, okay, she's laying down the law, but at the same time, she's not laying down the law and saying, if you want to be serious. Yeah. It was like, maybe not. And yeah. I was like, oh, 
I don't want to lose you. I can't lose you. And so it took a couple months, honestly, of like her pushing herself away from me and saying, I got to think straight. I got to see if this is right. And so I was basically at her feet, kind of saying, I want to be with you. I want to make this work. I feel like we've made, we've changed and kind of just waiting for her answer. So then how did you guys actually get back together? Like ultimately she said, you know, she thought about it and she said, yes, but yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. but, and, and then like also like pro tip, um, he asked me out and I wanted to be with him, but I didn't go like, Oh my God. Yes. Finally. I was like, I have to think about it. And I really did. I walked away and I took maybe like three weeks Wow. and I was like, I need to really like process to see like you may like Evan, you were the wise one before you made the hard calls before. I need to see if I need to make the hard call this time because I have to put this in my hands now and see if, uh, you know, if you're going to, like if this is going to actually work yeah. or if we're just going to be volatile or whatever. So I stepped away for three weeks and then I came back and I was like, yeah, I'm ready to be in a relationship. And that second time around, like, don't get me wrong. And we can talk about this at another point, but um, there were still, and there still are, there's like, I mean, relationships are hard. And our second time around, there were still difficulties, but we both had taken time to like, he had made those hard decisions and hurt, like, his heart had hurt as he removed himself. And I had made the hard decisions and I removed myself, but you, we, they ultimately were decisions made to protect ourselves. Yep. And you do have to really protect yourself in a relationship. And I don't think that you can be in a healthy relationship if you don't learn how to love yourself first and if you haven't spent time figuring out who you are. So for people out there, like I'm always asked, oh my God, like you guys have been together for so long since you were in high school. That's amazing. And I, we both always say we don't recommend it for a lot of like, it was very, very difficult. And I don't, I think that we were the exception to the rule of like finding maybe your forever in well, high school. I don't think you're the exception to the rule. I think that you were just lucky enough and wise enough to be able to separate and reevaluate because otherwise you could have stayed together and it could be a really toxic relationship now that we're looking at. One that's full of like that's jealousy true. and distrust and yeah. uh, codependency. Like that could have been your story now. Yeah. Like, you know, you could still be together and that could happen now, Big but instead time. you yeah. were able to, to I think we figure out yourselves. Yeah, figure out yourself and then make the commitment that we are going to grow together. Yeah. So like you were talking about, about having friends be honest with you. We basically made a pact with each other that we were going to be honest with each other. And that might mean that at certain times he would say something that would really hurt my feelings. And that would mean at certain times he would say something and I'd freak the fuck out and be immature, whatever. But we had to be honest with each other because to be in a relationship where you move forward, like honesty is absolutely the foundation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, we're going to have to get more into this later. Cause how much long, how much later after did you guys get engaged? I, so my thing with engagement was it had to be after college. Okay. That was like my rule, hard and fast rules. Like we're not getting married while we're in college. So it had to, uh, so it was 23. You were 24 and I was 23. So a couple years yeah. later, mm -hmm. a couple years later. years later, kind of once we finished up college. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the big thing. I just knew like. And by the you. way, I fought him tooth and nail about it. I was trying to push him to marry me sooner. And he <laughs> was like, no, we need to finish this. And we need to like, remember Jess, we decided that like, we need to like think about ourselves first to be able to move forward. And so he made us 
uh, stick to our commitments. And I'm super grateful that we did that. I think that's a lesson too, is like, make sure you're to quote a biblical term equally yoked. Don't be the one that's carrying all the like weight of making the wise decisions and being the voice of reason. Like you need somebody who's going to balance you out. I think ladies, especially we tend to get in relationships with people that we are being the wise older one for. And it's like, it's just not, it's just not good. We know when we're with someone who is like below our pay grade, know that you are your pay grade. So take, learn about yourself first. Figure out what your pay grade is. Ah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Figure out how much you deserve to, how much your salary deserves to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, Um, Do you have any final advice, Evan? We're going to get back into this because we want to do one episode about Yeah, I feel like we just did like a history story as opposed to like, now now that I'm thinking about when we were talking about long, long term, like, um, Kind of like, because that was all the first couple of years. Yeah. You know, the first three, four years. Marriage was a whole different Yeah, that's year. not the last six, seven. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Which is kind of, in my opinion, like the real. The meat. The meat real meat. Because it's like, this is all like kids being crazy and trying to figure out yeah. their business. But now it's like. Yeah, but it's also like. I something mean, a lot of people can a relate lot of people, to. Yeah, yeah that's Because, you know, it basically, I don't even think it was kids being crazy. I feel like it was like people just. Dating. No, I just, yeah, it's true. Totally, yeah, it's true. You see right. these relationships yeah. that would, like you said, when people yeah. are 30 or 31, it's the same shit you go through when you're 17 or 18. And I in think a lot like of ways. when I look back on like, you know, all this time and I think about us during that time and through marriage and everything, it's like the one thing I always pull away from it is like, if there's two people looking out for themselves, mm. it's good. Like, as a, I mean, like if there's two people that go, I want to win and whatever this life it is, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be super hard if you're just, if you're trying to win the argument, if you're trying to get your way because you want to hang out with that person that day even though they don't want to or whatever. If it's always mm. just about you getting your way, whether it be the yeah. argument or the hangout or the vacation or where you go to eat or whatever, there's, the other person's going to be resentful. It and also they, makes and it flips, you miserable. And it makes you miserable and all that. So you always feel like the bad person or you feel like you're giving up yourself to someone the whole time. But if you're just constantly looking out for the other person in a good way and that person's doing the same back to you, you're going to figure it out. Like no matter what it is, you're just going to figure it out. So whether that's like, I have a secret to tell you, I have some crazy stuff that I got to get off my chest and it's going to hurt you and it's going to hurt me and whatever, whatever. But if you're both looking out for each other, you'll get through it. Right. And looking out for the, for the other person doesn't necessarily mean like making excuses for them and like sticking through it for forever. Sometimes looking out for the other person is what Evan did for me by ending our relationship because he saw me going down like a crazy spiral. Right. And it was like, this isn't going to be good for either of us. Yeah. So looking out for me in that sense was ending our relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. We got to get more more into this later, but I like hearing your guys' history thing. I think other people will too. Thanks. Speaking of relationships, you have a little, you have a little bean, a little baby bean who yeah, needs some milkies. She's crying. Grace holding her right now. Milky. Well, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah. Hopefully that, you know, helped a little bit. Yeah. Give yeah. some background. And broads, if you have any follow-up questions, you can always uh, email us at askthebroads at gmail.com. Send over those relationship Q&As, yes, baby. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, thank you, Justin Evan. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on, <laughs> BB. Thanks for having us. Um, it really meant a lot. And I know she was excited to be on here. So. All right. Hopefully we can have you guys back on soon. Yeah? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, just call my people. Right. You know. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, guys. Chat soon. Bye.